Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not Podcast, episode 34. And happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Yeah, and thanks for listening. We're so glad that you are listening to this episode today. And if this is your very first time to turn on Afraid Not, we're so glad that you found us. And we hope that this encourages you and uplifts you and that the conversation helps you trust in the Lord more. We just started this podcast because we felt like God led us to, to so that other people could come on and tell their stories of faith. So I hope we hope you enjoy it. Um, you guys are going to not even believe this story today. You are going to love Misty Norris. Misty is a fantastic woman of God. She's a wife. She's a mom. She is a co-owner of a publishing company with her husband, Key Marketing, and her story is filled with faith, and I commented to her as we said goodbye today that I was so encouraged by how much scripture that she speaks in every sentence she says. Her conversation is full of scripture. And it it just builds up those who listen, which is exactly what we're supposed to do as believers, build each other up according to their needs. So there's there's goosebumps, like God told her something, she believed it, it happened. You guys are just not even going to believe the story. One of the things that came to mind for me, you know, in Genesis 15, 6, it's the passage of God's covenant with Abram. And God speaks all of these beautiful and huge promises to Abram. Even though Abram is not a father yet, and he doesn't see how any of these things will happen, and God is telling him to look at the stars, and your offspring will be more than the stars. And Abram believed God. And the Bible says in verse 6, chapter 15, verse 6, Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. And I thought of that as Misty was sharing her testimony today, that in many of the times that she talked about in our conversation, she was re- something was revealed to her by God, and she believed. It just encouraged me, and I hope it will encourage you as well as a listener, that when the Lord speaks to you, to cling to it and believe in that that actually God brings that about and he will credit it to you as righteousness when you believe him. So listen in, you guys will love it. Hi, Misty. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. And we're so thankful that you took time out of your busy schedule to come and be on Afraid Not. Thank you so much. Absolutely. She's a busy woman. (laughs) (laughs) I can be. <laughs> so would you give our listeners a little peek into your life and introduce yourself to all of our listeners now, today? Absolutely. My name is Misty Norris, and my husband and myself, we run a publishing company, and we have been owning our own business and running uh, Key Marketing, which is a publishing, publicity, marketing, publishing house since, I believe, 2001. Wow. So you're coming up on the 20-year mark, which is a huge thing for a company. It's a big deal. It is, and we're blessed. We're totally blessed. And you said Keen Marketing, like K-E-E-N? K-E-Y. K-E-Y. Key Marketing. Key Marketing, Mm -hmm. yes. And it's through TBN Network? No. No? Key Marketing is its own Uh, company. And what we do is we have small publishing houses underneath us and Trilogy Christian Publishing, which is um, a sister company of TBN, is who we uh, work for. That's That's one of our companies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some of the series that you have helped make happen through uh, Trilogy that people might have heard of? Let's see, Trilogy. Um, well, this is pretty brand new to us uh, under the TBN company. Um, we have had a few bestsellers, but again, we've only been doing this for a couple years, but God's hand has been on us, and we are growing exponentially. We, I think we are doing about, right now we have about 370 Books in production right now. Oh so when I say God's That's hand is on us, God's hand is on us. It's yeah. it's wonderful. Wow. It's really great. Yeah. 
God is all about networking and timing, and this is definitely His timing. And uh, we're blessing a lot of authors, which is wonderful, because we feel like we are called to the Helps Ministry, and um, we're blessed to be able to do this, to work alongside our authors, and they believe that they have a word from God, and uh, we're able to know the industry inside and out, because God has called. I believe I started in the industry about 1994, when I was 20 years old. Wow. And uh, it's crazy how it started. It started with a um, Watchman Ministries. My dad had um, a, a radio program, and I was listening in to Dr. Harrison, who owned Harrison House Publishing. I was about to graduate Rama Bible College. Oh, yes. We were a week away from getting married, my husband and myself, and... Uh, yeah, so we were busy planning a wedding and just excited, and I just so happened to get to the church early for wedding rehearsal, and uh, my dad was interviewing Dr. Harrison, and I was listening in, and uh, the Holy Spirit spoke up and said, you're going to go to work for him. I am? So I listened to the <laughs> to the radio show, and uh, he shared his heart about... Um, just helps ministry and how uh, just furthering the Word of God through the written Word. Mm. I was sold. and uh, So right in the middle of getting ready for your wedding, yes. God calls you to this ministry. Yes. Crazy enough, I, I, uh, during one of my prayer times, um, I really felt like the Holy Spirit told me when I was about 18 that I'd write a book. I, mm. I didn't quite understand. I'm like, what? <laughs> little old me, write a book. What, what would I write a book about? And I think I... I understood like that's that was part of my calling and and it would just come what may it would just happen when it was supposed to happen. And uh I saw a bigger picture of it when I was watching the interview and uh lo and behold 4 weeks later I was working at Harrison House learning the ins and outs of publishing. And uh yeah, so wow. Since nine, yeah, 20, 20 almost 26 years. Wow. Yeah. That is such a special God moment of Him speaking something to you at this moment that you know so clearly. This is, I, I just got a direction about my life right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to work in this industry. How exciting. How cool. Yeah, absolutely. On your wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> Close to, yes, yes. Of all the chaotic things that were going on. Yeah. You know, you just kind of learn to hone in on the Holy Spirit's voice. The Bible says that there are many voices, but a stranger's right. voice I will not follow. And you know, it's a muscle that that, that listening to God and, and faith is a muscle. And mm. I just learned just to kind of hone in and, and hear His voice. And, and, you know, you can pick it up in a crowd and, ah, oh, you know, when your mind's a hundred, right. going a hundred miles an hour and all of a sudden just something comes in, you're like, that wasn't me. I need to listen. I need to pay attention. And that was mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. yeah, he's, I believe that the Holy Spirit never wants us to be taken off guard. I think he's talking always. It's just if we're listening, sometimes we get so busy during the day, we forget to take time just to stop, listen, and obey. And uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit just never wants us to be taken off guard. And uh, mm -hmm. he says, I will reveal the hidden things. Well, yes, he reveals the hidden things. So we should never be taken off guard by anything that happens in our life that we should just be, you know, just going along and, and just be listening. And when something happens, we're like, oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. I put that on the shelf and here it is. So not just writing a book, now you've published however many books you've published. Crazy enough, Yes. So we've been in the industry long enough. I feel like I have, there's a part of me in every book that we publish. Sure. So mm -hmm. I, I really do because um, I believe that they're changing lives and I feel like my calling is directly connected with their calling, who God calls, he equips, and who equips, he anoints. I'm called, equipped, and anointed to help anyone come along. And I write their back cover copies. I, I write their uh, their bios, their acknowledgement. I mean, I help so much with with a lot of the books. So yeah, I just, it's its a privilege and an honor to do what I do. And that's my passion. And I'm so thankful every day I get to wake up and do my passion. I love it. Yeah. Really so let's cool. go back just a little bit. So you went to Raymond College. I Is did. that where you met Brian? No. So my husband, um, we are high school sweethearts. Oh, yes, Brian. we met so in... Crazy enough, um, we were, I was going to Grace Fellowship, which is a small Christian school here in Broken Arrow, and we lived on this side of town, on that side of town, and um, I just felt an unction in my spirit that I'm supposed to go to Berry Hill, 
Berry Hill High School. Oh, I didn't and know you went to Berry Hill I High did, School. I did. I did. So what, crazy. Um, I told my mom. I prayed about it, and I told my mom. And my mom said, I had a grandmother who lived over there, but it was a 35 one-way commute. And uh, my mom, she said the same. She's like, Misty, I absolutely agree that the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me. We're two or more witnesses. And I'm, I'm only 15 years old. And so, you know, I couldn't just like, hey, I'm just going to go to Berry Hill 35, you know, minutes away, one way and then back. And my mother agreed. And so where if he calls, he makes a way. So we, we went, and uh, lo and behold, my mother knew the uh, principal at the time and said, no, we don't live in the, we don't live here. We live over here. And he scratched his head, didn't understand, but he was like, okay, let's do this. Wow. Open wow. door. So uh, I went, um, I met Brian two and a half weeks later. He saw me. I didn't see him. He got my information from a girlfriend. Come to find out, he had gotten saved that summer, Hmm. just right before I had, yeah, switched over to Berry Hill. And I'd like to say the rest is history, but yeah, we dated five and a half years. And yeah, we graduated Rama and immediately got married. Wow. And then immediately started in publishing. Cool. Immediately. Yes. So he was kind of, he, so when you're on your honeymoon, are you like, I just got this calling and this is what we're going to do? I, I, I told him I, I feel led somehow writing a book and he's like, that's cool. And he was always, always behind me, always the, my biggest encourager. And, um, so, but yeah, we just plowed along, you know, we just did, we thought ministry, we knew ministry was in our future because, you know, well, again, the Holy Spirit. And, uh, we didn't know what that was going to look like. We're 20, 22 years old. We don't know. And um, so, yeah. So as soon as we got back from our honeymoon, it started. And um, my husband was in property management and real estate. And uh, yeah, I was just working for a neurologist, knowing that my days were kind of numbered there. And they called me immediately. I went in. It felt right. And yeah. And then, let's see, my husband... He came aboard. I got him on. I say me, but it was the Holy Spirit. It was it was completely the Holy Spirit. Uh, a year later, hmm. so I started in '94. He started in '95. Wow. wow. Yeah. And you were working in the same office, right? Crazy or, enough, yes, yes, because we had about uh, maybe 230 employees, and it was not okay for a husband and wife to both work at the company. It was a big no-no. The 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 president and his wife tried to do it one time, and it was, yeah, it, it just didn't work out. <laughs> so uh, they were very adamant about no, and I pressed uh, the the director that I worked directly under. I said, you're making a mistake. He's supposed to be here. And um, the my director that I worked directly under, he he has such a pastor's heart, and he believed in me, and uh, he goes, okay, I'm going to fight for you. And I'm like, thank you. Mm. And so, yeah, he fought for, for my husband, and yeah, he got on. I knew. I knew he was supposed to be there as yeah. well. Yeah. Even before he did. Sometimes we have to drag our husbands <laughs> along. <laughs> like, you're going. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I left about almost six years later to start the start our family. And uh, then the Holy Spirit told me, you're going to own your own business. You're going to start your own. Well, I mean, that's did very Brian scary. Did Brian stay at the same company He the whole did. Time? He did. And uh, I I worked a little bit, you know, doing um, some convention coordinating and some customer service. But um, uh, again, I was blessed to be able to do that from home. But um, the Holy Spirit started itching my spirit again, like you're going to start your own company. I'm like, well, what does that look like? We just had a baby. Or my, my son was two. My daughter was, I think I was still pregnant with her when the Holy Spirit started working on me. And I kept telling my husband, I'm like, you're going to get laid off and you're going to start your own business. He goes, quit confessing that. Oh and I'm goodness. like, I'm not confessing it. If I'm speaking anything into existence, it's the will of God. And, uh, he would get a little frustrated, but he, you know, as a woman, you have to earn your husband's trust. Right. And I, I think enough had transpired in our relationship that he knew I heard from God. 
and he didn't know what it looked like. I mean, we, it could be fearful not knowing the future. And then we have a, you know, a brand new family. And uh, by the time Kaylee Ann, my daughter, my youngest daughter was born, she was like seven weeks old. It happened. He, he got, got laid, laid off. off. Just like the Holy Spirit And me. he came in oh with a box goodness. and I was doing the biggest happy dance. And instead of being fearful, he took peace. Yeah, because you'd already been told that this was going to happen. Yeah, but he wasn't communing with his own heart, or he would have known as well. Do you, you understand? You, sometimes it's hard, especially for men, because mm-hmm. they're so analytical, to turn off their brains and just listen to their heart. And sometimes for a woman, it's a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. We have that kind of nurturing. Sometimes it's easier for women, I think, to stop, rest, and listen to the Holy Spirit a little bit more than men because they're so analytical and they have to kind of, what's the word? Lead, guide. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, right, you have right. to do that with your head. Um, so when he got home, he just took comfort. He took comfort and then he realized this is right the more he thought about it. And um, so the PGA was in, in town. He literally... And you'd have to know my husband. He's kind of a warrior, and he would he would attest to that normally. And uh, but he he took off. He went enjoyed himself at the PGA. Took a little sabbatical. Enjoyed the kids. And then uh, yeah, he, we then just got all of our ducks in a row. Crazy enough, how it happened. It was right before one of the large conventions that we have in our industry. So we got packages together. Holy Spirit just did his thing, anointed us, blessed us. And when he left uh, for the convention, which was money out of our own pocket, but he got six weeks severance pay, so we were good. Um, he came back with eight new accounts. Wow. Everyone in the industry said, it. people just can't do that. And you're right. When it's in and of yourself, apart from God, it is difficult. Mm-hmm. But when it's God's timing and God's calling, it's perfect and it's beautiful. We, and everybody told us, just plan on not making money for the next two, three years. Because they say it takes about three years to build a business. It does. Mm-hmm. And um, we watched, you know, the publishing company grow. And, and when after Dr. Harrison died, we, we watched it kind of. When Dr. Harrison passed away from Harrison House Publishing, the anointing left us being there. The mm-hmm. grace had lifted. And... I didn't even know that he was going to pass away before I got word from the Holy Spirit we were going to start our own. And so, and he spoke into our lives personally. He was our pastor. He was wonderful. He prophesied my son because we had we were together 11 years before we had my son because that's a whole other story. Um, wow. Yeah. So I wasn't, yeah. So when it comes to our publishing, when he got home, we had eight new accounts and uh, we've never looked back. And everybody was like in the industry, how are you doing this? And then several people tried to do what we did and failed. I hate that because I, God's big. He can do all things. And, uh, you know, just because it was it's right for us, it could be right for someone else. But there might have been some bad talk. But the fact of the matter is God shut every mouth and uh, he protected us. And um, it's been wonderful. It, so you started that in 2001? We started that in 2001, and um, God has blessed us ever since. We never once, you know, really suffered when it, when it came to that. And, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been quite the ride. Wow. Quite the ride. I love it. It's so amazing. how did Trilogy come about from all that? So we always had about eight accounts. And um, Brian came home one day and said... There's this one small publishing house that's been after us to help them. And uh, that's what we do. It was, a, it was a ministry as well as, you know, helping the authors along with their, their, um, their work. Um, so we, we partnered with them. And it was kind of pro bono. They didn't have money, and we just did what we needed to do. Brian built it from the ground up, helping them put everything and uh, they became one of our largest publishers to the point where we had wow. to break away from some of our others to um, help facilitate their business. And it totally just kind of did a little topsy-turvy to the point where I didn't feel right in, the sp- in my spirit about it. Um, it started right. It started good. It veered. And um, 
to the point where I pulled away. We had about eight or 11 employees at the time, and I actually totally pulled away because I just didn't feel right. And um, so later on, um, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, three and a half years, three and a half years, it's going to be over. So with this one company, because we had to pull away and we literally only had three, three accounts at the time because it was taking up all of our time and they were giving us a lot of money. But in return, it was kind of a, a pull, like you're going to do what we want and not ministry side. And so we were having a tug of war because we're doing what we love. Mm-hmm. We're still in helps ministry. We're still helping our authors, but the heart we go back to the heart issue, was changing. And you're called a ministry. We're called a ministry. We are called to helps ministry. And we pastored for nine years in between this time. And we were pastoring actually at that time when the Holy Spirit spoke to me in church and said, three and a half years. So I'm like, Holy Spirit, what does that mean, three and a half years? He said, you're going, and he gave me the scripture, uh, to abide in me. Uh, and, And literally, he showed me a picture of a tall cliff where an eagle's nest would be. And he showed a cave, me in there, hanging pictures. And he said, it's going to be a tough ride. He's like, but bear with me. You got this. And literally, because I I saw myself hanging pictures, so I'm I'm like, obviously going to be here a while. (laughs) So (laughs) Decorating with pictures. He warned me. I didn't, again, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, okay. So three years were pretty brutal when it came to, and I was praying and praying and praying. And I talked to my husband and we literally that weekend wrote a resignation letter that we were going to send them that day, three and a half years before we actually sent it, knowing good and well it was coming. And uh, I could have put a date on it. Knowing that it was going to be three and a half years. Wow. This letter three years before. Three and a half. Years. Three and a half years before. As faith, t- wow. telling the Holy Spirit, telling the Lord, like that you believed Him. I, you have been faithful mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. from the get go. You will continue to be mm-hmm. faithful to me. Uh, this is me, my measure of faith, letting you know. I'm ready because wow. all of our ducks had had been in one basket, or all of our eggs are in one basket now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what that looks like beyond this, but God's faithful and he's, he's going to see us through. So it came and it got rough. The, the, it was quite the tempest. It was quite the storm. And, um, yeah. So at the end of it, (laughs) um, that publishing house is no longer. And, um, we were able to give our resignation the exact time we were supposed to, we pulled away exactly when we were supposed to. And Isn't God um, amazing? He is. He is. And wow. to be honest, we never wanted to have a Judas spirit come on us. And for that to happen, a lot of prayer was going into, you know... Um, Explain that for our listeners, a Judas spirit. So when there is a lot of um, people telling you, t- telling you that people are saying this about you, People are doing this about, and and people are um, people are being nasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we can yield our members to the Holy Spirit, and we can yield our members to the enemy. And Peter did it to Jesus immediately, like you are the Son of God, and he said, you know, no, say it ain't so. You're you're not going to climb up on that cross, and he says, I rebuke that. Mm. talking to Lucifer because he was yielding his members to Satan Mm. just in the same breath almost. We can do that if we're not, you know, walking in a, in a a prayer mode with the Holy Spirit. And I love these people that were, you know, saying things. Um, And we kept our hearts right because we could easily get offended. And when there's offense, you open the door to so many things. Mm-hmm. And there was already confusion. The Bible says where there's confusion, there's every evil worker. So we knew the devil was, you know, working hard. Mm-hmm. And so to not keep the Judas spirit on us, we prayed. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And we didn't fight back. And um, we just, yeah, we just try to keep our hearts right. Um, so that being said, um, God could bless that. He, you know... 
because Deuteronomy 30, he gives you life and death, you know, every day. Choose life, you know, and, and, and blessing and cursing. Don't, don't take the cursing, mm-hmm. take the blessing. Mm-hmm. And every day it's, you can either be blessed or you can be cursed. So we just chose to be blessed. But the Holy Spirit said, you're, you're, you're going to go through a storm. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but we were. And um, we lost, we lost a lot. And um, it was hard. It was hard to the point where we we had saved up six months uh, of our income because we didn't have anybody now. They're gone. Mm-hmm. We have no accounts. This is the first time since we started our business in 2001 that we've never had an account. And so we're like, we have tuition. <laughs> we have right. mission trips that we had already said that our kids were going to go on. We, you know, you know, mm-hmm. things line mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and and money. There has to be sufficient funds there, and uh, we we went through our six months that we were accounting on, and then what? So we did what we had to do, and um, uh, we we felt the attack. We knew there was an attack. We just knew there was an actual attack. We could feel the heaviness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband get up at four o'clock in the morning, not knowing where the next check's coming, and just pace the floor because we'd never been in this situation. And so, what what next? And we just dug our feet in. And uh, I remember crying out to God, like, "Though you slay me, yet will I follow." I mean, I was having a Job moment. I was like... <laughs> it does sound like yeah. it. it really and, does. Yeah. And I mean, I'm telling you, we got attacked from every area because we were pastors for nine years. These people turned on us, even though we felt like God, the Holy Spirit told me at a Christmas uh, candlelight service, you're leaving. I'm like, oh, fantastic. That, that's just great. We're going to do this the same time we're doing this. Okay, let's just get it all over with <laughs> like a bandit. Let's just rip it off. And boy, boy. It, it it happened. And so, yeah, there was a lot of things just coming at us. And we're like, I felt like spiritually I was in a corner, in a fetal position, just being kicked. And then um, my dad came over, who is so funny. He was a pastor. I'm a PK. And um, he's a man of, <laughs> of, of, uh, what is it? He he just doesn't he doesn't talk a lot. He's uh, a few words. Few viewers, yes, mm-hmm. most definitely. And uh, I'll never forget one time when I was miscarrying rabbit trail here. Um, nothing was. I just I didn't understand why I was miscarrying. And he just said, you know, bad things happen to good people. And that's all he said for the rest of the duration of you know. And I'm like, you know, I that speaks to me. Yes, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Just put it on the shelf. We'll understand it later. The things that we don't know. It's best just to put it on the shelf and, you know, just go on with life and uh, keep your faith. And so here I am crying out and like, Dad, what is going on? Because everyone can sense it. You know, my son is getting shingles. Brian is breaking out in eczema. So we were seeing the the stress stress. starting Mm -hmm. to come on our bodies. And uh, he's like, you're not fighting back. The Holy Spirit told me that you're not fighting back. I'm like, spiritually. And I'm like, oh, you're right. We were so concerned about not having, or so concerned about having the wrong motive and, and not getting allowing the Judas spirit to come on us that we forgot who to we were in Christ. So I then had to get into the Word of God and, again, find my identity. I was a pastor for nine years. I was over the women's ministry. I had women's conferences. Uh, there was an element of nepotism with my children because they were uh, the children of the co-pastors, you know. And, and there were things that we were having to deal with even with our kids because we were ripping them away from this church that they, all they've known their whole life. But little did I know the Holy Spirit, because I didn't know, but I, hindsight's twenty twenty. I realized they were about to enter high school, and they needed to be in a, a different church and a different youth group doing different things that this church was not going to be able to supply them for their destiny, for their calling. And, of course, hindsight, but in the moment, in the storm, in the thick of it, you're right, not understanding right, what's going right. on. So <laughs> my father just like, you're not fighting back. You're you're just letting the enemy just run all over you. You've given him, you know, the whole the whole doors open, Missy. The whole garage doors open. You're just like, and I'm like, oh. So every 
every little thing we, we bound, we have the authority to bind and loose. What we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever's loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. I, I, I'm solidified in certain things, um, and, and I can pray the prayer of faith over certain things, things that I've gone through. Um, so I, I got in, and I where's my identity? My identity's in Christ. What do I have in Christ? I, I can bind and loose. And those arrows that are pointed at me, it's not the people. I, I separated the people from the enemy. Right. We battle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, and the exactly. heavenlies. Our enemy is not that's the exactly, in our life. That's the enemy ex- is Satan. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I knew who my enemy was, and I know that he was defeated. He's a defeated foe under my feet mm-hmm. and uh, because of what Jesus Christ did. And I identify with being Christ in me, the hope of glory. So I just decided I'm going to stand. And I'll tell he pushed back really hard. And I that's when I was like having these Job moments like, <laughs> God, okay, where's the money? What's happening? I literally woke up one morning and I knew it had lifted. Really? I felt it. I I only a selected I'm very selective of um, my close friends sure. who I share things with, and I know that they'll only pray the prayer of faith with me. They won't feel sorry for me. They won't go gossip. They won't. But they are prayer warriors. They're my 9,000. If one can put 1,000, two can put 10. And I felt it break, and I immediately called them. Before my feet hit the ground, that day everything turned. Companies that were on the fence wanted to do business with us. Checks that people owed us came in. My children were able to go to school. (laughs) They were able to go to missions. Matter of fact, it happened three days before Christmas, and we always had Christmas presents under the tree. And my kids were like, where are our Christmas presents? Oh, I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. Mm -hmm. And I was. I was crazy busy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we're just busy. And then the one check came in. And this is how God is so faithful. And uh, three days before Christmas, and Brian goes, go. (laughs) I went and I bought all the Christmas presents that day. And Christmas Day, my kids came and they were crying. And they're like, this has been the best Christmas ever. Wow. That's the faithfulness of God. And I'm telling you, it has gone uphill ever since then. We can weather those storms. We just have to, is is your feet on the foundation of sand? Or is it of God? Mm, and I'll tell you, it, you know, you can it could just rock your world sometimes. But um, yeah, uh, there's some things that I just know I can pray the prayer of faith over, and I stay in my lane. Like uh, Marilyn Hickey said, she has a a ministry of of uh, of laying on of hands when it comes to warts and tumors and growths. She'll, she'll tell you straight up that she, she has this amazing super faith in that area. Well, I, I, I have a super faith in certain areas. And one is because you're tested, crazy tested in a certain area. I could never get pregnant. We never not tried. And, you know, we're six, almost six years into it, and I'm still not pregnant, and I've had miscarriages. And um, you're like, God, what's the deal? What's mm-hmm. the deal? And he had told me, because I was listening. I, look, I grew up in a in a home in Dallas, in Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas area. Um, we weren't allowed to watch TV, uh, so only on Saturdays were we able to watch TV. So I made a day of it. I mean, I would watch Captain Kangaroo to <laughs> Solid Gold. I'll tell you, I would watch all day. So, but but through the week. It was quiet. My, my dad was raised by deaf mutes, so he didn't like a lot of talk. Oh, wow. And we sat at a table. Interesting. We were quiet. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of quiet times in my life. And I realized, I think that was good. It was good for me because it, ho- it helped me learn to be quiet and, and just kind of listen. Mm-hmm. And so I, I attest to that. So when I was 18, I knew that God, the Holy Spirit had told me that I was going to have, I know it's hard for some people to believe, but I was going to have two children. They were going to be exactly two years apart. I was going to have a boy and a girl. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And he told me that. And you clung to that. I did. Yes. I did. And uh, why not ask their names, you know? And I, I knew he was going to be a Noah. 
And wow. uh, I'm like, okay, well, that's that's really awesome. And I just put it on a shelf, you know. And I just so I knew he had promised me. And uh, so yeah, I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I have pro- I was having problems when I finally got pregnant, and I started bleeding. And uh, of course, I'm high risk, and all my doctors know this. And they're like, okay, well, I ran in, and they're like, okay, well, this is probably going to end another abortion, uh, aborted, you know, uh, uh, baby, miscarriage. a miscarriage, mm-hmm. but they called right. it an, an aborted, you know. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I really felt like this was this was God, and I'm I'm getting dressed again from the ultrasound. And I went, Brian's already crying again, and I went into the bathroom, and the Holy Spirit just spoke up and said, you're going to, because he was sending me to the hospital to have a a special ultrasound, and the Holy Spirit just, he's like, you're going to go over there, and you're going to see the heartbeat. And I'm like, okay. I got dressed very assertively, and I walked out. Brian's crying, and I'm like, let's go. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to see that baby's heartbeat. So (laughs) we went over there. So we had to wait, wait, wait for my bladder to fill up for this certain type of ultrasound. And I had a, a technician, a doctor, and some kind of assistant that was there. Lo and behold, they could not see it. They could not see it. And I saw it. I said, there it is. Oh and they're like, what? Goodness. Where? Where? They kept they kept bringing it larger and larger. And you saw it. I because, cried. Uh, Brian cried because, he, again, he's building trust in me and the Holy Spirit's allowing that. And we just cried. We're like, there it is. And so I, wow. I was so fortunate to be with such a, I have to tell you this, so fortunate to, to have been with this doctor. When I was at Rama, there was a doctor who came in and who actually uh, helped get abortion legal in America. And he was a Canadian doctor. He got saved uh, while he was here and um, he spoke at one of my classes at Rayma, where the the class was where there is no doctor. And uh, he started crying when he was talking about just the woman's cycle. And I'm like, and the Holy Spirit again spoke to me and said, he is going to deliver your babies. Wow. Well, I'm not even married at this wow. time. And, and I knew the Holy Spirit had in store for me. Of course, you know, when you're in a, a relationship with God, you won't you want what he wants. You know, sure, you're like, yeah. absolutely. I want kids then. And so he said, he will deliver your babies. Well, he didn't take, I didn't, okay, again, put it on a shelf. Um, well, I had had miscarriage after miscarriage and I had other doctors. Well, because I, um, we had just decided to switch insurance with the company that I worked for at Harrison house. And, um, because I was high risk, um, they sent me to a, spe- a special doctor. His name is Dr. Adkins, and they called him the Gentle Giant, and he only took high risk patients. And um, so and you had known him for years. Yeah, years. Before I didn't that. tell him. Wow. I didn't tell him. I know. Let you know that he's going to deliver your baby. That's what happens. So oh. that when you're in in communion with the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you things if you're listening. So, so when the doctors finally do see this heartbeat that you'd seen, were they like, "What in the world"? Yeah. Well, then they said, oh, well, it's not a healthy one, and, and it'll end in a, in a miscarriage. And Dr. Aikens never told me that. I went back over there, and he looked at the chart, and he slammed it on the table, and he said, okay, this is what we're going to do. He never told me. And he said, we're going to give you more folic acid. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You're going to take it easy. And he just told me, and then I would come in every week, every week, every week, and he just linked arms, and he would pray. He would pray with me. We, all three of us, Brian, myself, and him, we would link arms and just pray. And, um, yeah, so when it was time to deliver, um, we're all excited. We're in the office. I'm about to go to the hospital. And the nurse says, did you ever look at your chart? Did he ever tell you? And I'm like, tell me what? And he goes, this was supposed to end in a miscarriage. That The, the ultrasound tech said that the lining wasn't uh, attaching and that you were going to abort. <gasps> and I'm like, well, that's where God comes in again. Wow. Yeah. That gives oh. me chills. I know. Me too. I just got chills. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's the enemy. The enemy comes in. And, you know, I bled and I bled and I bled. And the fact of the matter is, I every time I would, I'm sorry to be graphic, but every time it was it was bad, I would just say, devil, 
you can stop now or you can stop later, but you will have to stop. This is an anointed pregnancy and I'm going to see it through. And every time I would just confess. I think confession is a, is a, is a big part of, mm. of, of my walk. Confession, mm-hmm. because it says uh, believing is in the heart, but uh, righteousness comes with confession. And I believe my one of my favorite scriptures is Mark eleven twenty three twenty four. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have those things that he says. There's like, I think five times it says, says. It's believing in your heart, but it's confessing with and your mouth. It. Speaking it. And it, yeah. So I believe a lot of um, who we are today is because of the words that we said over ourselves. And um, we can have it in our heart, but it, we have to confess it. Jesus said, "You know, it's not what comes, what, what you put into a person that defiles them. It's what comes out. Right. It could be negative or positive, and blessing and cursing. Deuteronomy thirty, all day long." You have an opportunity to bless someone or curse someone. Just know if you're blessing, you'll be blessed. But if you're cursing people, you're going to be cursed. So we're always big advocates for confession. And, uh, yeah, so we just drew the line in the sand with the enemy. And um, we delivered a healthy baby. Of course, I was rushed to the emergency room after that because I was hemorrhaging. But I just prayed Psalms 91, that's what came to my mind. And, and um, the last of it says, with long life, I'm going to satisfy you, and, and you're going to live long. And um, he, gave me, he gave me Isaiah 54 when I came home from the hospital the first time. They were already, I was already you know, showing signs of miscarrying again. And uh, I knew that this was my promised child. I knew this was the promised pregnancy. And... Um, he, out of you know when it's God when it comes out of nowhere and you're like I don't even know what that says, and so as Isaiah 54 I'm like okay, well, I we bawled Brian and I bawled because I'm like read read Isaiah 54 to me so I'm I'm laying in bed and he's reading he's like widen your your tents let the woman who says she was barren be barren no more I'm going to make sure that the cities of the enemy will be filled with your children. And it just goes on about how you think I turned my back on you. I'm going to love you. Forget about the past. Let's move forward. And it was just, mm. you know, the, you, you find out your identity through the Word of God. If Jesus yes. found out who he yes. was, and he was always about, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. We should be the same. Mm-hmm. So I always try to find my identity in the Word of God, in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, who am I? Who am I? And uh, yeah, so... Wow. Yeah. So now you have two children. You, you have do. Noah and Kaylee. Kaylee Ann. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're how old now? Yeah. So this is a fun season in my life. So, <laughs> uh, we're empty nesters now. Yes. Uh, both my, my youngest daughter just went off to college, and my son is at OU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma University. So he's about two hours away. So, yeah, it's just kind of new for me just mm-hmm. to kind of... Yeah, kind of be empty nesting it with my husband, and we're kind of really enjoying it. <laughs> but it's different. It's new. Yeah. We're loving it. We're loving it. And so for Trilogy, I don't know if you're going to tell, but like for every book that comes through, she has she or your mom have to read every manuscript to make sure that it aligns scripturally. Yeah, did wow. I mention we have like 300? Right, that's <laughs> 300 that's, right now. It's a good thing oh, I love to read, read. Right. and it's part of my wow. passion. You know what? They have high standards. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah, and um, so we have to know what they stand doctrinally um, and make sure that it fits fits the mold. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, hope, I believe... Every one of our authors really feels like they have a, a message from God, and who am I to say any different? So for them to publish with us, I just have to make sure that it, it aligns. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of them, I, and instead of saying no automatically on some scriptures or on, on some manuscripts that do not fit the mold, I'll do action steps. And I'll say, okay, well, this is what you say, and this is what needs to be said, or you got to either take it out or... You know, just rewrite it in a certain format. I would say about ninety-five percent of the time, they just they they, they absolutely want to be 
uh, published with us. And so they change it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're, we're blessed to be able to do, again, what we do and to work with the authors that we work with because they're touching lives. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the messages that are going forward, uh, it, some of my editors, I'm like, hey, I, I need this back. He goes, I'm just, they're just so engrossed in the message. And I, I can't help but share the message that you know, this book has. That's wonderful. I can't wait to tell the uh, tell the author, because they're changing lives. And mm-hmm. there's something about the written word, you know, I have a Kindle. You know, people have Nooks. There's something about, and I collect books. I, I love collecting old books. That's what I do. I go to estate sales all the time and collect old books. <laughs> I, I'm just a, a bookie. <laughs> like I, I'm a book junkie. So, um, yeah. So, I I love my library. I. I still have books from when I was a child that people would give me, The Secret Garden, different books. Oh, my goodness. Francis Hunt. Right. Right. And I love it when someone writes in there (laughs) a day, like for you, for your 11th birthday and different things like that. I have a treasured copy of A Little Princess with a note from my parents in it. See? By Francis Hunt. See? There's something about the written word. There's something about it in writing and and having it and marking it up and making it yours and personal, just like Mm -hmm. your Bible. I mean, I'm sure everybody's Bible, you know. Looks like mine. I, I just love that with books. So I'm just, I, I just am in love with books, and I'm just so thankful God allowed me this opportunity to do what I do. Oh, I love it. And I hope it never ends. I hope I'm that 89 year old woman who has these huge bifocals still <laughs> reading, reviewing books. <laughs> we said, I've been doing this since you were born. That's right. <laughs> I've seen a lot of beautiful work become bestsellers and change a lot of lives. How many books do you think you read on a weekly average? <laughs> uh, um, we once did, yeah, I try not to do that. Uh, I think normal a normal week is 38 a week. 38 books a week? What? Uh-huh. What? I once tried to do uh, an actual word count. Oh, yeah. So oh sometimes stars. I will, because we'll be going out somewhere on the weekend, my, my, my son used to play baseball, so what am I doing? I'm watching and reading, watching and reading. And we once did um, put them all up in a wall uh, of all the papers just for kicks and giggles. And I'm like, that's a week. Wow! Yeah, it was kind of fun to do that, and like so that's a week. A that's really that's a month. <laughs> excellent speed reader. You, you know what? Who he calls, he equips. He who equips. equips, he anoints. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, do you think you might have the? Do you have the gift of prophecy? Would you say? Um, I don't like to. Th- you know what? I'm. I'm just. Listening to the Holy Spirit. I am very discerning. Yes, I. I will go ahead and say that about myself because. Um, People will come to me. Well, so because I prayed for Noah for so long, um, and I was talking about Marilyn Hickey, how she can just, she has super faith for certain things. Um, I I love it when people come to me because they're having issues and uh, they they want my prayer for because um, they're possibly miscarrying or something, and I can put my faith with theirs and see a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um and I've seen it, and I know no one can tell me any different than God is faithful when it comes to a woman and praying over her child. And um, so I'm solidified in that. No one can tell me any different. Now, being that I just weathered this storm when it came to finances, no one can tell me any different. He's faithful. He's faithful and just. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bible says, which I, I love it because... It's one of my favorite scriptures. He's the author and finisher of my faith because I look at it as a book. He knew me before the foundations of the earth. He knows when I sit up, when I stand up, when I sit down. At any given time, he knows how many hairs are on my head. He is the author and finisher of my faith. And uh, Mm -hmm. without faith, I can't please him. So this is a faith walk. We're all in it to find our identity Mm -hmm. and to please him with our faith. So I'm very thankful for what I do. Well, we are too, because <laughs> yes. we get great books. <laughs> That's Absolutely. right. Oh my goodness, I feel a, an excitement in this conversation, and just a quickening in my spirit of how I, I want to listen more. I want to listen more to yeah. the Holy Spirit. I want to be in tune and walk with Him. You know, Galatians five says, "Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit." And it's a challenge to hone in on that voice better 
and know scripture better so that you can know when he's telling you to move. Boy, that's true. Uh, the Bible says that you need no man teach you but the Holy Spirit. Uh, have you ever just been reading the Bible and a scripture just pops out? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Like, that's for you. That's 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 just kind of for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I just love that. Yeah. And uh, we find out who we are in, 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 the, in the pages of the Bible. And, and I, I agree just how important it is just to have time. It says, put ye first the kingdom of God and his mm-hmm. righteousness and all these things shall be added. That's also when it comes to being led and just put some quiet time, have some coffee, read the Bible, and just get in the motive, I'm going to listen to you today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to you today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and sharing that word. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you awesome. for having me. A joy. Thank a you. Joy. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. And we hope that all the listeners have been as blessed as Jill and I feel right now. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks. Wow. We are so thankful that Misty Norris shared her story with us today on this conversation. And I hope that you listeners feel the same way that Jill and I did. Literal goosebumps. (laughs) Just being encouraged and inspired. Wow. One of the verses she mentioned as one of her favorites is Mark 11, 23 through 24 says, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart and believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So that's what she did. She was told something by the Holy Spirit. She believed it and it happened. So simple and so beautiful. So today, are you like me thinking, I need to listen more. I need to trust more. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to me like he speaks to Misty. And my heart and my ears need to be open and ready to hear it. And the closer we walk to him, the louder we can hear him. That's right. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Afraid Not, and we sure hope that you would be willing to review the show. If you do that, it is truly a big help to help other people find Afraid Not. If you'd be willing to rate us and help us out by doing that, we hope to get the word out about Afraid Not so that more people can be encouraged in their faith and hear these stories. And we hope that you'll enjoy it and listen as uh, two weeks from today, the next episode will be coming out. So have a great two weeks and bye. See you then.